in Las Vegas, Elvis is nearly extinct. And a lockdown in China trapped a woman in her blind date's apartment. And a woman finds an organ donor in a Target parking lot. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet in Los Angeles. All of those things are true. I'm so happy you've joined me. Let's have some fun. In Las Vegas, Elvis is nearly extinct. The King's Day of Reckoning has arrived in Las Vegas, unfortunately. Currently, there is no longer any Elvis Presley tribute shows on the Vegas Strip, and at the moment, none at all anywhere in the city. There was All Shook Up, the lone Las Vegas production themed for Elvis. That was in the V Theater at Planet Hollywood. But that ended over the weekend, which coincided with Presley's 87th birthday. As you know, Elvis Presley has been consistently depicted on the Vegas Strip in production shows since at least 1978, which is a year after his death. Maybe you didn't know that. Now you do. In those days, the late Johnny Hara portrayed Elvis at the famous Silverbird Hotel and Casino. Ooh. Uh, Elvis has been rotating into the Legends in Concert show as well in Vegas, which debuted in 1983. But there won't be an Elvis in the new Legendary Divas lineup that's going to be happening at the Tropicana next month. Advertising costs and unpredictable, frequently low ticket sales have dogged many of the productions across Las Vegas as a whole, including All Shook Up. But unfortunately, there's something else going on as the appetite for large-scale Elvis Presley shows in Vegas has been actually waning for many years. One of the producers is quoted as saying, well, Elvis just isn't a big show anymore. The days of Trent Carlini's Dream King are gone. Uh, this is a reference to the popular show at Las Vegas Hilton that featured the famed late Presley tribute artist. But this producer is still somewhat confident. There is still a market for Elvis in Las Vegas. I mean, I think. Now, the All Shook Up production plans on getting back online the end of this month. But until then, you'd be hard-pressed to find a... An, an all Elvis themed show in Vegas, which is quite odd, but yeah, it sort of makes sense for me. This is sort of old school entertainment, this Elvis thing. I mean, I, it's okay, but there's too many choices in Vegas now. Back in the day, you know, when you started to first see the Elvis productions, I'd imagine there wasn't a lot of choices. Now you got the, the Raiders are there. There's a ton of stand up comedy there. There's so many shows that's just, you have other choices. Why would you, who's going to go see Elvis at this point? It's just like, kind of like old hat. That's just my opinion. You wouldn't catch me paying to see an Elvis production at all. There's no way. There's too many things to do in Vegas. I would never sit through something like that. Well, Jonesy, what do you got against the king, huh? You got something against the king? No, I got nothing against the king. In fact, I played the king in a short film that I shot last year. And I, I you know. I appreciate what he did, <laughs> but I'd rather see in Vegas. If you're wondering, I'd much rather see comedy shows. Uh, burlesque. I'm, I kind of dig burlesque. Oh, one time I went to a burlesque show and this woman was wearing a very heavy duty steel bikini bottom. And then she, she took out like a metal sander, like a, that you would use, I don't know, on a construction site or something. And she would put it on, she pressed it against the metal bikini bottle bottom that she was wearing. 
you know, just like, uh, so it's metal on metal. And it was just shooting sparks. They looked like they were coming from her vajayjay, just sparks flying out. She would bend over and just shoot sparks out of her butt. Oh, man, that was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. I still have dreams about her. I wonder where she is. (laughs) This is way too much information. Well, the state of affairs in Vegas is sort of a just a microcosm of what's going on in the world at the moment, where it's, it's just live shows are uh, having an issue with ticket sales. I'm experiencing that in the world of stand-up comedy as well. A lot of shows are getting canceled right now for me. Uh, had a big show Saturday, as a matter of fact, that uh, was just informed yesterday. The venue is not doing it because of the, uh, the Omicron situation. Um, so we're seeing this. So if you are an Elvis impersonator, well, it's tough stuff. You just have to go online. Do your Zoom Elvis shows. That sounds terrible, actually. (laughs) Zoom Elvis shows. I'd rather have a sharp stick in the eye. A lockdown in China trapped a woman in her blind date's apartment. This could possibly be the most awkward blind date of all time, don't you think? On Sunday, when an immediate lockdown was announced in the Chinese city of Shengzhou, A woman known as Miss Wang became stuck at the apartment of a man she had just met. It says here, as she was getting quite old, quote, Miss Wang's parents had arranged ten blind dates for her. This is what she says on her vlog. (laughs) Her parents arranged a lot of blind dates for her. They really care. They clearly want her out of the house. They must have been thrilled that she was locked up with a strange man. Maybe he'll just keep her. Forever <laughs> over there. <laughs> the, her parents really got involved. Listen to this. Miss Wang flew from Guangzhou to Shengzhou, which is the capital city of the Henan province, as you know, right ahead of the Lunar New Year for an intense week of blind dating that was set up by her parents. <laughs> she flew to a whole different city to go on just a, an intense week of blind dates. <laughs> she really took this shit seriously. I mean, her parents certainly did. Now, on the particular date in question, date number five, which will forever be known as the lockdown date, uh, Miss Wang claims that her date wanted to show off his cooking skills, so he invited me over to have dinner at his place. It was fine when I came over, then after the dinner, when I was just about to leave, the Zhengzhou COVID situation deteriorated all of a sudden. And now uh, we went into a temporary lockdown. Miss Wang became stuck at the man's house for several days, as a matter of fact, and she said it was, quote, not ideal. (laughs) She says, you know, living in the apartment with somebody you hardly know just just made me feel so awkward and embarrassed. And unfortunately, this man talked very little. He was like a wooden man. But I think it's also good. I mean, I'm quite capable of living well. I don't know what that means. I'm quite capable of living well. What does that mean? You were, you were able to, you know, partake in all the food and beverages and physicality of his apartment. <laughs> I'm capable of living with a stranger pretty well during a lockdown. I made the best of it. Miss Wang, whose exact age is unknown, but apparently was born in the 90s. Well, she's not old at all. Born in the 90s. Come on. Well, maybe that's old over there. Uh, they, I, I imagine they have such a stigma attached to single women that as soon as you hit 30, they're like, oh, no, my goodness, you're going to have to fly to another city and go on some intense uh, 
dating with random people. We've lined up a hundred dates in thirty days for you. Get busy, girl. Miss <laughs> Wang added that her date was working every day and looking out for her by cooking and cleaning. Oh, this guy took good care of you. Oh, he was probably so thrilled to be in lockdown with you. I'd imagine. I mean, if his personality is as lame as she describes it, he probably doesn't get the opportunity to hang out with a woman for more than an evening. <laughs> so he must have been thrilled. She said, although his cooking skills were just so-so, she gave him a thumbs up for his effort. It is unclear whether Miss Wang remains at her blind date's apartment currently, but <laughs> some parts of the province are still under lockdown. How do you not know if she's there or not? Isn't she updating on social media? Oh, no, she's been killed. Oh, this is terrible. I'm kidding. I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure she's fine. She's just bored with this guy. Now it says here, in China, there's a culture of arranged blind dates, if you didn't know. Parents arranging blind dates for their unmarried children. It's extremely common, apparently. Some of the parents will even prepare a type of dating resume with their child's credentials to have on hand in order to pass on to other parents. <laughs> Here, take... Check out my child's credentials. You'll see that she's uh, high-level cooking, high-level uh, listening skills. Uh, she loses her phone quite a bit. We've uh, about a 5% phone loss rate at this point, so not very good at the upkeep of charging the phone either. She's got phone issues, but other than that, she's lovely, former ballet dancer. Um, <laughs> just imagine trying to sell your kid. Like, like a prospective employee. Now it says here, uh, many of the single adults in China are the 1980s and 90s generation born under the one-child policy. The one-child policy led to a skewed sex ratio in the marriage market. Oh, look what they did to this whole generation now. It says there are currently around 17 million more men aged between 20 and 40 than women which is 108 men for every 100 women. Well, that sounds like it, could, it would be easy to get married if you were a lady in this demo. I don't see what the problem is. Um, the guy in this article says that many of these men and women are squeezed out of the local marriage market due to where they live or because they have chosen to focus on their education and careers. This explains why she traveled to a whole new city to go on these blind dates. Uh, it seems very dangerous to do this, by the way, <laughs> to me. If you're a single woman, you could travel to a whole other place and just meet a bunch of strangers. Um, these unmarried adults are known as Shengnan uh, or Shengneve. I can't say this word. It's translated as leftover men and leftover women. Oh no, they call them leftovers. Oh, that's so degrading. Oh, humiliating. This is terrible. Dehumanizing. You shouldn't call them leftovers. Come on, man. What the hell? Oh, I feel terrible for this generation. It says here, the parents often post on social media seeking to rent a date whom they can bring to their family gathering during a New Year's holiday. Oh, so they just bring a stranger into their home. Honey, we've rented this man. <laughs> Why don't you talk to him for a little bit over near the fireplace? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man, between this and the arranged marriages that go on out there, oh, it's tough stuff, man. I covered a story earlier in the week, I believe it was Monday, about the man who was in line for an arranged marriage, but before that he took out an advertisement on a billboard looking for a wife, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, maybe some of this, these leftovers should take out a billboard ad 
just an idea. You know, they could say something like, hey, just reheat us and we're good to go. <laughs> Get it? Because they're leftovers? Okay. Ah, come on. They're not all winners. Shut up. A woman needing a kidney found a donor in a Target parking lot. This story's out of Boston. People find so many necessary things at Target, as you know. Sometimes they find them in the Target parking lot. It's much better than a Walmart parking lot. I recommend you avoid Walmart parking lots. You're not going to find an organ for yourself there. In fact, they're going to take your organs in a Walmart parking lot after they drug you. <laughs> Here's the star of our story, Gail Weisberg. She's 66 years old. She lives in Marlboro. She discovered that, you know, there's some good people out there. You might find them in a parking lot. <laughs> she needed a new kidney, Gail, desperately. She waited for two years on a transplant list. With the help of one of her friends, Gail started her own search by using a sign on her car. Yeah, she put a sign on her car. Who'd have thought this would work? The sign read, hey, want to be an angel for an angel? I need a kidney. <laughs> Just straight up. Just put a sign on your car. Hey, I need a kidney. Just hope someone pulls you over on the highway. Hey, I see you need a kidney. Well, you know what? I got extra kidneys. And, uh, <laughs> hey, I'll be an angel for you, you angel. Now, the angel of this story is a woman named Debbie Munley of Marlboro. She saw the sign on Gail's car. Well, Gail waited in the store's parking lot for her curbside pickup. That day, Debbie told the media that she was feeling really thankful for all that she has in life, especially her husband's clean bill of health from prostate cancer. So Debbie's been going through some shit, too. But she was grateful. She was, she was having a moment. She saw the sign on Gail's car. She knocked on her car window and offered her a kidney. Just like that. Unbelievable. Can you imagine? Debbie, you angel. You just offer someone your kidney? You meet in a parking lot? Unbelievable. <laughs> I love this woman. If the world had like 10 more people like Debbie, we'd be in a good spot right now, I'd say. Now, these friggin' miracles don't stop there. Debbie Munley got tested. She discovered she was a match for Gail Weisberg. Match? The two are going to undergo surgery at Mass General Hospital, February 15th. Unbelievable. It's a nice little Valentine's Day gift as well. Gail Weisberg told the media she can't express her gratitude for Debbie Munley, who's actually saving her life. Here's a quote from her. Well, certainly we'll be in each other's lives for our whole life, and I'll have a part of her with me all the time. Always have a part of her. Isn't it like so serendipitous that the Boston stories have a lot of words that have AR in them? Did you notice that? Like this one has parking lot, car, target. I mean, what are the chances of that? It's unbelievable. Okay, so they set up a, a GoFundMe for Gail Weisberg to cover her medical expenses. I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you want to give to Gail. This is, I mean, you're really given to like just a, a wonderful story overall. Stuff like this is really touching, I'd say. I love to come across weird stories that also have a nice, happy ending and message and can highlight. Not Because a lot of my stories highlight the degeneracy of our culture. This one highlights the you know, gratitude and giving, the spirit of giving, selflessness. You know, qualities that you feel like have disappeared from the culture. Well, there's still little, little instances of it. And sometimes they happen in a parking lot. Who, who would have known in a Target parking lot? You put a sign on your car in a Target parking lot, someone answers, give you an organ. What the hell? It's unbelievable. It also highlights the, the fact that people in Massachusetts are friggin' awesome. <laughs> in case you didn't know, we're good people. Yay! I need a kidney. 
I need a kidney and I'm sitting in the Target parking lot. How you guys doing? Hope you enjoyed the stories today and thanks for hanging on till the end. I want to give some love to Melissa Young who sent me an email. I asked about weird museums the other day because I covered a segment about a moist towelette museum in Michigan. Melissa said, uh, Hey Jonesy, I heard your latest show about the weird museums. I want to share this one with you. I went to Iceland last year and I heard about it while I was there. But unfortunately, had no time to visit it. It is the Phallus Museum. That's right, the Phallus Museum. Isn't that amazing? It's like a museum of phalluses. The Phallological Museum. The only museum in the world to contain a collection of phallic specimens belonging to all the various types of mammal found in a single country. (laughs) It's like basically a penis museum. I knew about this penis museum because they reached out to me. They wanted to know uh, after I'm dead if I donate my amazing phallus to them because it's quite a specimen. Um, I get a lot of inquiries like that. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, man. I love the logo for the the Icelandic Phallological Museum. It's a, it's, a, it's a big penis on top of the country of Iceland. <laughs> These people are owning it. Oh, this is so weird and cool. I would totally go there. They have a collection of more than 200 penises, by the way. And penile parts as well. Penile parts. I've never heard of such a phrase. Belonging to almost all the land and sea mammals that can be found in Iceland. Visitors to the museum will encounter 55 specimens belonging to 16 different kinds of whales, for instance. Wow, those must be huge. Bunch of whale penises. There's a specimen taken from a rogue polar bear. 36 belonging to seven different kinds of seals and walruses. More than 100 specimens originating from 20 different kinds of land mammals. All in all, a total of more than 200 phalluses belonging to 46 different kinds of mammals including that of Homo sapiens. Oh, they do have Homo sapiens. Well, because obviously they lived in Iceland and still do. Oh my goodness. It'd be a pretty big honor if you were the Homo sapien whose phallus was chosen for the Phallological Museum exhibit. It's pretty amazing. It'd have to be a beautiful, beautiful phallological specimen to make it as one of the centerpieces of the Phallological Museum. (laughs) I need to go here. Shoot some video. Can you guys, uh, we're going to do a GoFundMe to send Jonesy to the Phallological Museum. I'm going to go there and uh, offer my own when I'm dead. See if they'll take it. Although I never lived in Iceland. Oh, man, how do I change that? I'll just get a P.O. box in Iceland. That's what we'll do. None of this makes sense. I'm losing my mind. I'm very highly caffeinated. I'm sorry. I mean, no, I'm not sorry. Why would I? Why should I be sorry? <laughs> Someone's being amused right now. Is it you? I hope so. Well, if you like what I do and you want to support, please check out my Patreon. I put two videos in there this morning. Uh, one is about caffeine because I, I often study caffeine. I'm very curious about it. So I found this really cool video about how the caffeine affects you from a physiological level because I'm living with it, baby. I mean, it's affecting me all the time, every day. So I'd imagine I'm taking years off of my life from all the caffeine intake, but it's, intake, it's, it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. What, what are those years at the end, the back end? Who cares? I won't be able to hear or get an erection. Why do I want to live? I don't want to live at that point. <laughs> I'll have no phallological activities. <laughs> so who wants to live if you can't have phallological activities? Phallological, what a great word. I'm going to use this. I'm going to name one of my fantasy football teams, phallological, the phallological squad next year. Oh my goodness, I'm really out of my mind right now. This is tremendous. Woo! 
Good stuff. Um, all right, what did I say? Patreon? Patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com. Click on the Patreon link. Yeah, I put some cool stuff in there. I'm going to put some more stuff up there later today. Very cool. Support the show. Come on, support the show. I'm here taking years off my life for you so that you're entertained. Come on, the least you could do is buy me more caffeine. Come on. Oh, and one last thing. Tomorrow's Friday, Florida Friday. You know the deal. We're only doing weird news from the state of Florida. So if you've got some stories out of Florida that you think are weird enough from the week that I should cover, send them to me. My email address is funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can link them in my Instagram as a DM. At funnyjones. Send me the link. I love you.